This is the Fit Fun Father podcast with your host, Michael Sobkew. In the podcast, we dive deep into health, fitness, and the ultimate goal to be the happiest person you can be. Growing through adverse, challenging times to prosper through and take the learnings of the challenges we faced before and after and throughout our lives. People, this is an exciting podcast with a multitude of fantastic guests, topics, how-tos, everything you need to help improve your life one step at a time. What's happening, everybody? And welcome back to the Fit Fun Father podcast. I'm your host, Michael SobQ, and we have a wicked tremendously special episode for you guys for episode number 49 before we hit the milestone of the big 5-0 which I'm super excited and grateful that we're we're gonna get 50 episodes of the podcast in wicked and it's all because of you guys and your support and your sharing and subscribing leaving comments and just really helping me propel this thing to something crazy normally on the show, we would talk something health and fitness. And even though I think this episode has a little bit of the overall variety of some health and some fitness, uh, definitely a, a lot more around just having a really good time. And I, I got with uh, Curtis from the Culture Marauders. If you haven't heard their podcast Head over to the show notes in the bottom and check them out. They are phenomenal. They are out of Tampa Bay. These guys talk everything culture. And we kind of went into, uh, we went off the kilt a little bit. We talked about uh, COVID-19, the spring break effect it's having down there in the Tampa area. We talk sports. We go into football. We talk a little bit about fatherhood and exercise regarding that. We talk about just shooting the shit about kind of today and what like what are we facing right now with this COVID-19 what are some of the things that we can expect and we just banter on about the economy and and maybe uh what to expect in the future and just our own perspective and I and ideas to kind of what we what we're going on we swear a lot in this episode we laugh a lot we have fun and we just go into this crazy one hour conversation of just talking and uh, it's a nice fresh, it's a nice breath of fresh air, I should say, from the normal. Uh, and I definitely want to incorporate these guys again into another episode. So continue to listen to the podcast, bringing you more. So without further ado, Curtis and I are going to throw one out there. We're going to shoot the shit. We're going to give you guys as much entertainment as we can. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Please head over, give it a share, give it a like, subscribe, leave a comment, tell me what you think. So without further ado, here we go with Curtis with the Culture Marauders. Curtis, what's happening, my man? Hey, what's good, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for coming on the show, fellow podcaster. That's right. Culture Marauders. Woo! Right. Culture Marauders, marauding on all culture and delivering the goods to the masses. There it is in your face. I love it, man. So you're out in Tampa, Florida. It must be lovely out there up here. It's snow and cold. 
Well, you know, it's the only state that didn't get hit with Corona, so we're loving life. <laughs> no, maybe, bold. maybe Corona, maybe Corona <laughs> beer. You guys got. Now, what's going on with Corona? Like Corona, the beer company must be like hating this right now. Going, oh, absolutely. You know, it, it was like it, it could have been like a perfect storm, right? Like, yes, you know, we got we got free advertising. We can we can yuck it up and stuff. But this shit went sideways really quick and torpedoed that probably their their whole campaign. So you ain't seen nothing. I've seen like a Tony Romo and Kenny Smith commercial that was terrible, and that's all you've seen from Corona as of late. So yeah, yeah, that that this torpedoed everything for them. I'm pretty sure. Well, they'll probably come with some ingenious marketing once it's all done and probably excel or escalate their their business hopefully it doesn't damage too much but this is crazy like we talked a little earlier we, you know you and i going back and forth on emails and the spring breakers are out obviously we're getting a lot of that news where everybody's still on the beach everybody's trying their best to party and have fun i know a lot of the bars and stuff are closed right what's that scene look like down there so I'm going to start off with like St. Patrick's Day, right? right? So right. St. Patrick's Day, they shut down the whole show at five o'clock in the evening. Not, not 12, not two. You wait till prime time when everybody's getting off work, ready to get down and, and get their shenanigans on. And you shut down everything. So it kicked off from there and um, still rolling with spring break week. And then, it, you know, these, these guys are out there partying. They, you know, they got the white claws, no laws. So they're out there partying and, and having a good time, goofing off. And, um, you know, when you, you think back to when, you know, you were 21, 22, 23, 22, you were invincible, right? Oh, yeah. About getting sick was the last thing you had to worry about until you had to worry about it. So that's, that's what the mindset of these kids are. They shut down the University of South Florida. I think they shut down school for the entire state. My kids are out of school until the 15th of next month. So I got some work to do myself to figure out something for them. But, um, yeah, so they're out there partying. But I just heard today that they're shutting down Clearwater Beach um, Monday. Monday morning at 6 a.m., which is far too late anyway, because I was just, <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, well, we'll wait till Monday. Well, let's run through the weekend first, get everybody all drunk and yeah. yeah and, and, and I don't, I guess like Walgreens or the liquor stores or, you know, places are still selling food. You just can't go in and just, you know, plop down and, and just have a meal. So for the tourism aspect, they're, they're, they're trying to take care of the tourism aspect and still, you know, bring people to the beach, I guess. I've been seeing the news, like Clearwater Beach is like about 40 minutes down the road from me. And um, I've seen the news and I mean, the, the beaches are packed, dude. They're packed. And uh, I'm not taking my ass out there. No, sir. So <laughs> You know, what's crazy. Like I know here in Canada, they are uh, prime minister recalled all of the Canadian citizens from all countries visiting countries to come back so i wonder if if there's some people out there that are like fuck that i'm not coming back i'm on the beach man uh that's down there i mean if they can make it back um it's yeah. it's gonna be tough because you know like we were talking about before before we got on you know if they if they initiate that lockdown and you know they're gonna have the the boys in blue patrolling making sure you're properly locked down you know that's that's gonna be a headache within itself so i'm hoping it doesn't get to that point but um, I wouldn't be surprised to see it get to that point. Well, you, you like over there, I'm sure they've got the National Guard out probably helping with food supply and things like that. And, you know, the military will probably step in at some point, maybe or maybe not. Hopefully we don't have too much of that. But <laughs> so you, I, I'm retired military, right? So oh, OK, OK, cool. Some of my buddies and they're 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 hunkered down. They're locked down. So uh, a friend of mine, a family friend of me and my wife, she was supposed to be coming down with her family. They were going on a cruise and everything. And they canceled her leave, like her vacation time. 
to she had to stay home and stay quarantined. Um, you had to answer the phone within six rings. You're on a six ring like pickup uh, program uh, with that, you know, to respond if the phone rings. So, yeah, man, it's uh, it's getting deep. So, yeah, um, it'd probably be the guard or I don't know some magical Trump army. Who, who the hell knows? But oh, <laughs> the, the Trump army. It's, it's getting deep, man. It's getting deep. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just curious. I, I'm curious to see two weeks from now, what, what are we going to be looking at, you know, as our quality of life and our day-to-day activities? Yeah, I think it's uh, imposing a lot of fear. You know, we're going we're to have this dystopia here now where everybody is living in fear and we're, we're, we're starting to see the panic. And uh, you know what I did yesterday? If you go on a net, I, I know Netflix, U.S. and Canada, they, they're a little different. Uh, but they've got like that top 10 now uh most yeah, watched. The top 10 rankings, yeah right? yeah you see contagions in there it's i was just going to talk <laughs> about that so contagion is number two on the list in yeah. canada so yesterday i had a i had a moment um uh, where i had nothing to do you know like my son's at home now his school's been canceled mainly for the year they're they're kind of given a bit of correspondence and stuff for him but i watched contagion man up Okay, listen, if you're listening to this and you're freaking out over this, don't watch that show because there are a lot of similarities between the stages of going from an infectious disease to informing the public to the self-isolation where you'll see where like Matt Damon and his daughter have self-isolated to where they start to ration like um, like pharmacies and grocery stores start to like limit what you buy. Uh-huh. And you have people rioting. Yeah, like people I, like fuck you. I want ten packs of toilet paper, and they go crazy for yes, this shit. Yes, and I, and I, I'm sitting there telling my wife, man, I'm like, we need to probably stock up on some rounds. Like, no bullshit, stock up on some rounds because that's that's the next step. Because once you start telling people there, you know, you're cut off and you can't get something, or they can't provide for their own family, where do you think they're gonna go? They're gonna go to the next person who has it. And try yeah. to get it. And, you know, I'm not sitting here promoting saying I got all the goods. No, no, no. Your boy Kells isn't saying that. But I'm saying I, 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 I can see that happening, you know. Make sure you got 762 and not 556, five, right? We'll give okay. it the power punch rounds. We, we got to make sure one, <laughs> one, what you got to save the bullets, right? You got to make sure it makes, <laughs> makes it count, right? Or if you got 50 cal in there somewhere. <laughs> Here in Canada, we don't, we don't lock our doors. We got baseball bats and stuff like that. We're not a very a gun orientated country just because yeah. we're, we're just culturally different that way. We kind of like, you want to come in my house and steal my shit? You better, uh, better put your fists up first that's, right? it. Kind of that's the so way that's, it should be man that's the way it should be you got to take an ass whooping if, if you can't defend yourself you take the ass whooping and come back stronger next time that's the way it should be 100 percent. well we got hunter hunting rifles that take about six six minutes to load and shit like that but yeah exactly here up here in canada when we're in our igloos or a musket oh yeah it's it's, it's <laughs> It's totally chill. I mean, we legalize marijuana up here, man, like federally. Uh, man, see, that's where y'all got it right, man. That and the healthcare, man. Y'all got it right in that regard. But down here in Florida, man, so I, I uh, was able to get my med card so that, you know, it's, it's medicinal down here in Tampa so it, or in Florida in the state. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's coming along. I think I'm waiting for Texas. Once, I think once Texas uh, buys in, I think we'll, we'll see the rest of the country just kind of, all right, you know. Yeah, I, that's probably and Texas is very much like it's like the uh, 
Canadian version of Alberta. We're very like cowboyish up here and stuff like that. Or we're kind of like Montana. I don't know. One of those kind of those states. But I think with the legalization of cannabis, I think the government also really realized that they could benefit from the income that it provides as well because it's heavily taxed. So those people buying from the stores and they're popping up like liquor stores here. Like, oh, yeah. you, like I've got one next door. Dispensaries everywhere, right? Everywhere. And, um, you know, it's expensive stuff. People going in there to buy it are going to spend a pretty penny. And I think a mass majority of that goes to the government, right? It's very oh. regulated like that. But I mean, they're diving into sodas, uh, gummy bears, chocolate bar, like you name it, like marijuana is getting infused into everything. I think everybody in the next 10 years, I think everybody will just be stoned. It'll be like the next sugar kind of thing, right? <laughs> just laying on the couch, just 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 flying high, man, off of, off of gummy bears, man. That's- which yeah, which doesn't help with the obesity epidemic. That people are getting like bigger, and now some are just going to get them lazier, and then they're going to eat more, and it's like holy fuck, right? And we're this this coronavirus thing is going to be is going to put us ahead of that game already because if if you don't have the initiative to get up and and, and you know, do I saw you got the hundred push-up challenge? Yeah, yeah. Initiative to get up and do something like that, or or just take care of yourself. You're gonna blow up, and and that's that's a a secondary you know thing that's gonna come from this is that you know it's people's health, and now you're gonna start looking at obesity and people gaining weight, and then and then once hopefully once everything dies down, it's gonna open the floodgates. Everybody's gonna go out. Everybody wants to go out and eat, right? So now you're, it's, you're tired of cooking for yourself. Now you're going to go out and spend all this money on fast food and ice cream and all those goodies and stuff like that. And then you're just going to see a big, big bump in, um, in the waistlines and, and, you know, health problems, I think. Oh, 100%. And the stress over all this, too. Like, you know, it's important. Like, people who have regular routines or, who, you know, go to work nine to five and now maybe all of a sudden they're, they're quarantined to home and they're, they're you know, they're not seeing all their loved ones and they've got the stress over, like we talked about kind of before with bills and and trying to get reprieve on some of the financial part of it. People who are trying to pay their rent and their mortgages or whatnot, that stress builds up and what people do over time. And, you know, me included, sometimes you find yourself stress eating or you're eating different foods that you shouldn't be eating or you Mm -hmm. go for the the quick stuff or, you know, alcohol. And like, we are going to start to try and numb some of those things. And I think uh, it's so important now to kind of, push out that positive message and and kind of really get people to, to relax and like here's what i said yesterday is so important when it comes to this is like you think you knew like you plan your life as it is you think you know what tomorrow brings but at the end of the day you don't mm-hmm. and this is a prime example of that we all of a sudden went from living normal lives to thinking about fuck you know what are we going to do next week to like yeah. you're not leaving the house and people are like holy shit this is really happening this is what I'm saying. Like you yeah. got to live in the moment. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I, and I, I think, um, I think this will be a wake up call to those people, you know, who are just used to just, I'm going to go out, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do this. And I think it's going to, it's going to be a wake up call to them. I think it's going to be a wake up call to families because now you're going to have to be forced to spend that time with your family, you know? So what are you doing with that time? Are you, are you, are you spending it constructively? Or are you just kind of just, eh, you know, I'll catch up with you later. We're in the same house, but you know, I think it could go one of either way. And then, um, you know, I, I think once people are, are free, I think people are going to have a hard time, depending on how long we're locked down. I think people are going to have a hard time initially going back. I think it's going to be too much excess. And I think people are going to overdo it 
um, thrill seeking, basically trying to get that feeling back, you know, trying to get that, that pop from, from going out and just spending money and doing all those things. So I see those three, three things happening. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see where that comes. I, I'm going to blame a lot of this on Activision because it's funny how Warzone for Call of Duty just happened to come out like the same day we got <laughs> locked down. Like the video, the video game servers are just bogged down to the, to the nines. And, you know, and Netflix just decided to come out with 30 new shows. Like, oh, coincidence, right? Oh, yeah. Disney Plus releasing Star Wars like the day of, like when all this stuff started kicking out and yeah, man, there's a master plan somewhere. It's just we're not in on on the on the plan. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But are they doing anything out there for y'all? Where you know where Trump is talking about uh, sending um, each American uh, adult uh, like a thousand dollar check, like a stimulus type check? Are they doing that something like that up there with y'all? They are in talks of providing. We have like uh, employment insurance. So if you if you got laid off from your job, or say you you uh, you didn't, they're looking at, um, providing a certain amount of money. And normally it's anywhere between 700 and thousand bucks a month. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I don't know where that's going. I know right now, initially what the banks are doing is saying, Hey, if you have a loan with us, we're going to give you like a 60, 90 day reprieve type thing. So they're going to kind of back off on that. Utility companies, cell phone companies like you guys have AT&T, Sprint. We have mm. uh, TELUS, Mobile, uh, Bell, and Rogers. And they've kind of done the same thing like, hey, you know, we'll relax on you guys having to pay those particular bills. Yeah. Um, so I think they're they're starting to think of that because I think the economy, you know, the Dow Jones is, you know, crashing. Ooh. Obviously, the TSX, yeah. like the, the Wall Street shut down. People are working from home. Like it's... It, it could be disastrous if we don't do something like that and, mm-hmm. and try and help, uh, you know, families because there's a lot of people out there that rely on those particular jobs. If you're a waiter or a waitress or you, or you have those kind of jobs, you're not working right now. Exactly. And most of those people, uh, you know, rely on that paycheck to pay the next rent. So, you know, there's not a lot of people, I hate to say it, but there's not a lot of people that save. I mean, we, we live in this, like this, uh, self gratification or this quick gratification lifestyle. Like I just want it now. I want it now. Yeah. And people spend money and it, it's, it'll be really difficult to see. Or I think that, and, um, you know, out here, you know, there's, there's some of the bars are still delivering beer. Like they've taken up with their bartenders and their waitresses actually delivering, delivering growlers to people's homes wow. in order to keep business up, you know, running and flowing. So. I mean, you just got to get creative with it, you know, here and there, man. I mean, there's, there's a way, like some businesses, unfortunately, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to pull back a little bit, but you know, these guys are thinking outside the box and trying to keep business moving, keep money flowing. You know, I haven't restocked on beer, so I'm thinking about hitting these cats up too. if they. <laughs> they got some so, but um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's definitely different. I went to the grocery store um, about an hour before we got on and um, the same grocery store I went to two days ago, when people were still like clamoring for toilet paper and wipes and all that stuff. And there was still stuff like plenty of stuff in the aisles. I went back today. That fucker was bare bones, man. I'm saying, I mean, bare bones. And my joke is, man, they even took the who hash off the shelf, man. Like you can't leave nothing. They took everything. So, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a little eye opening. but when I try to equate it to at least in my, my own life experiences is, uh, deployments. So, you know, we deploy to a place that, you know, I've been to a spot in Jordan, man, where they didn't really have a lot of stuff. 
And when you would get there, you know, sometimes like they'd be out of deodorant or they'd be out of something. You're like, shit, what am I going to do if you didn't pack something to bring with you? Sure enough, the supply truck would come, but it's just that initial like, what the fuck? Like, what am I going to do? So I equate this to that. And for the common person, that's scary. But at least in my experience, I, it doesn't bother me as much, you know, because yeah. I, I, I kind of already been through that. So I know what that feeling is. But just to see everybody panic, it's a little wild to see, you know, so. Yeah, because there's no like and they like up here, they talk about the supply chain for these grocery stores and stuff. And there's no issue. The problem is, is people are over consuming. And because yes. of, the, of the fear, they're grabbing, you know, all the canned goods. And like we said, the toiletries and things like that mm-hmm. to stock up in the event they can't leave their house. Yeah. Um, you know, we're starting to see as a result, which I think is fabulous, is they've opened store hours here. They'll limit uh, generally in the morning. Uh, it's like a 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. where only the disabled and elderly can shop, which oh, I love. Nice. They get first dibs at everything. Right. Um, and they get the store to themselves. So, okay. you know, at least those things are happening. That's that's positive. That's We're going in the right direction. But please, people, if you're listening to this and you went and bought a year's worth of toilet paper, like, smarten the fuck up like it you know what i mean like yeah. think about everybody else i hope for those people that bought all that damn toilet paper i hope you get a rash that's what i hope <laughs> you <do>. so <laughs> yeah no doubt right like i mean and you being in the military before i'm sure you've found creative ways of taking a shit where you don't need toilet or you're not using toilet paper because it's not yeah. accessible to you i'm not saying we need to go there but that that kind of just gives you an understanding of where people are at oh yeah yeah in the Middle East, yeah, man, they use their hand. I don't do that shit, but, you know, it's like, it's baby wipes or, you know, you take some hand sanitizer with you to the to the, the, the Johns or, you know, the stalls and, you know, hope for the best. Usually they're pretty good with toilet paper. If not, you can just bounce to another one. There's a, there's toilet paper there, but, yeah, man, I, I don't get it. I don't get the stocking up, like the overstocking of water and, and toilet paper. It's like, that's, that should be the least of your worries, you know? Yeah, man. I don't know. We'll We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, get some more of the food items in there and kind of take care. And that's the other thing, like, I always, like, promote trying to, and I understand this part, too, like, the produce aisles are full. Yeah. People should be trying to stock up on foods that are going to provide them nutrients, going to help their immune system, help build build that up so that they, you know, can function if they get this. I mean, that's the other part of it is, is, you know, it's got that 14-day kind of incubation period or wherever where you may contract it and it may take up to two weeks for you to actually get any symptoms. and. For somebody who's, you know, middle age, healthy person, you may not even get sick from this. Yeah. But then you, you know, you give it to somebody who's older, and and you know, we should be thinking about being proactive with it because I think we're at the point where it's, you got it, you got it. Like we've come in contact with so many people, oh, yeah. and yeah, it's it's crazy. I wouldn't be surprised a month from now if me and you have another conversation, man. One of us will probably have it by that point, and it's not. Yeah. I'm not even fearful of it. It's just. It's just, come on, just let's get the shit over with. Let me puke or cough or whatever. Let's get the shit over with so I can just hunker down and just kind of get, you know, get back to regular living and just let this shit pass. So what's going on with all the sporting events? Like that's gotta be like, think Ooh. about this. You're stuck at home and you got no sports to watch. <laughs> so Tampa, Tampa is taking the biggest kick in the nuts in the sports world, man. Cause they had a uh, WrestleMania was planned. And like, like I'm, I'm gonna back it up. So they had WrestleMania planned. They had the NCAA tournament regionals planned. They had Rolling Stones coming. They got the Super Bowl still coming. I mean, just event after event after event, man. And it was just like, 
the city was ready. The city was like, you know, even the mayor held off until like a couple of days ago. I think it was Monday. Yeah, Monday. She held out to Monday until she called WrestleMania because it was so much money was coming into the city and so much business and everything and everybody was going to be happy, you know. But uh, so they shut down WrestleMania. They shut down like all the uh, the wrestling events surrounding it. And I don't know if you saw Monday night. I don't know if you follow wrestling, but my kids love it and we watch it too. And it was so weird to see like these people still performing, doing everything they, they normally do with a crowd with an empty building. Really? Yeah, it was wild, man. I had never seen nothing like that. And even after 9-11, because they still came on after 9-11, like the first show, you know, following, they still came on and said, you know what, we're going to perform for you guys. This is the least we can do, you know, to kind of lift spirits. Yeah, it was an empty arena. It was, it was three commentators and one entertainer would come out to the ring and just talk like he was talking to the crowd and then walk out back up the ramp and go back behind the curtains. And then they brought out Stone Cold Steve Austin. They brought out The Undertaker and, like, some other folks. But, like, my wife even knows, she's like, Stone Cold's struggling. Like, it's like he has no crowd to interact with, and he's talking to this, this goofball commentator. And it just, it just felt off, man. And, and just I was taking pictures, and I'm, I'm taking a lot of pictures from everything that I'm seeing because I've never seen anything like this. And I'm sure a lot of people haven't. And just capturing these moments because, you know, who knows? Hopefully, you know, Lord willing, this never happens again. But I want to have these moments. And from sporting events like the NBA season, the hockey season is done. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And now the Olympics is like on that. Thin, yeah, because that's in Japan or something, wasn't it? In Japan? Yeah. Yeah. It's in Japan. It's in Tokyo. Yeah. So they're, yeah. uh, they're finishing up the um, I think Japan takes the uh, torch here soon from Greece. And um, yeah, so I, I don't know, man. Luckily, the Olympics doesn't start till what, August, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're hoping hoping that uh that kind of blows it over. But Tom Brady's here. Tom Brady's all coming. All right. So if it's a consolation of you know for all this crap that we're gonna be missing out on, yay! Tom Brady came. I bought my season ticket yesterday. I'm not even a Bucks fan, but you know I, I'll be there. That's crazy. And I mean, I'm not. Uh, you know, I watch a little NFL. We have CFL up here, which is right. like the shittier version of NFL. <laughs> hey, Johnny Manziel didn't even want to. People are listening to this. You're gonna get mad at me for saying that, but come on, people! Like, fuck CFL, and uh, they're not even the same. Um, but I mean, Brady leaving New England—that's something I, I don't think anyone ever saw coming. I think there was a—it was between, wasn't it, between Tampa and the Raiders? I think LA were was going after him too, or something. Or he was they're thinking Las Vegas of, now. They're the Las Vegas Raiders. Or so. Las Vegas, sorry, yeah. yeah. I think it was three teams. It was um, Tampa. Tampa was like the long shot, right? So it was Tampa. Um, Los, An uh, Los Angeles Chargers and then the Los Angeles or the Las Vegas Raiders. I think those were the three teams because he's from Cali. So he was trying they're trying to go back home. I think what he was looking at was um, comfort, the states that don't have uh, state taxes, which is Florida, so he can maximize and get all his money. And, um, you know, so it's just I, th I think it was that uh, the, the system um, where he's going to be happy at Tampa for Tampa to be a big city it's really spread out because you got st pete clearwater regular tampa and then you know so it's 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 spread out but it's a dope city man it's super nice it's uh you know pretty pretty diverse uh they love their sports they support the you know the lightning and, and nhl the rays uh the bucks so i mean everybody supports their teams so i think it's a good spot for them to come down here and not have those expectations because the team down here it's you know you already have your two top wide receivers are the two top wide receivers 
um, statistically in the league and Chris Godwin and uh, Mike Evans. So you got 2,000 yard receivers. And then all you got to do is get a running back. The defense is stacked. You get a running back and Tom Brady not having to be, you know, the Tom Brady that we all know yeah. is magic, man. I think it's going to take care of itself. He, he's not going to need to take over games like he's done in the past. Has What did he sign for? Uh, the, the details aren't out yet. They were still hashing out like uh, it was like stuff like where who is he comfortable with, like his physicians and stuff like that. So they finally agreed on him going up to New York and doing his physical and Oh, okay. Stuff like that. So they're just trying to iron out details. They haven't released like any um, any numbers or anything like that yet. But I'm, I wouldn't be surprised because it's day day two um, in the in the free agent signing or in, in the league year. So they'll probably have something here within the next couple hours or so. Bring a suit. Bring a Super Bowl home, eh? Maybe. Man, uh... Hey, I'll, I'll watch him. If not, like I said, I'm I'm gonna. There's three games I definitely want to see, and then the rest of man, I'll probably sell those tickets, man, because this is a. It's a big windfall for the city. It's good for the city. But, you know, hey, I'm trying to cash in, too. I'm going to check some games out, though. No yeah, doubt. for sure. For it's one, That's something on my, my bucket list, for sure, is see a, a live NFL game. We're in Arizona. Hopefully, this all sp- uh, goes over. We're, we're going to Arizona on the 16th of August. Okay. So oh, preseason? Gonna, check out a preseason game? Yeah, we're going to check that out. Uh, that's the plan. I've seen an MLB game. My son's a big uh, baseball guy, so we went to Seattle and saw the uh, – the uh, Mariners play the Blue Jays. That was that was pretty wild. Um, yeah, no, totally love that atmosphere, man. Like here, we we have good sporting events. Like hockey's our big one, right? Hockey's like, big, dude. Hockey is 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 law up there. Oh yeah, like uh, I'm a big Edmonton Oilers fan. We got Connor McDavid here, and right, we, right. we're just busting ass right now in the league. And then of course this happens, and we're all us Edmonton fans. Like fuck, we haven't done anything in 20 years now. We're on the roll for the playoffs. We've got a good shot, and we don't know where the the season's going to go. But uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. Except for Las uh, Las Vegas, I was in Vegas just before Christmas, uh-huh. and the the Golden Knights fans are nuts. Dude, I'm telling you, I lived in Vegas for 12 years, and I left what? in 2016, the year before they started, man. The year before they started, and um. Yeah, it was wild. The T-Mobile Center was basically used for, like, fights and, and stuff like yeah. that. Like, Mayweather was fighting out of there, Canelo and stuff, when he wasn't fighting at the Grand. But, um, yeah, man, and, and I'm originally from Nebraska, so the, the Blues were my team at first. But now that Vegas got a team, I was like, all right, I'm going to switch over. So Vegas went to the Stanley Cup the first year, lost. And yeah. so I was already tied to him. And St. Louis back. won last year. Exactly, exactly. So <laughs> I couldn't be that dude to, oh, yeah, you know, that's my second team. I couldn't do that. So, you know, power, hey, power to the Blues, but – yeah, it sucks, man. It's like like you were talking about with Edmonton. Like they're they're rolling. The the lightning is back in the picture too, and yeah. they're playing strong down here. And it's like, all right, end of season, have fun. You know, like, what, what the hell happened, man? So, I know. Yeah, yeah. People are bummed out down here, man. It's, it's pretty pretty shitty deal. I want to go back to this, like the the wrestling thing. I was I used to be a huge wrestling fan, like back when The Rock was 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 wrestling i don't know if he still is or like brock lesnar was just coming on the scene like right right. or you know maybe 15 years ago i kind of give it up but they have that members i think you now it's subscription based right 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 they got the wwe network they've had that out for a while man and i so now they're going to stream wrestlemania from it it's not going to be here they're going to do it in their uh orlando is their uh training facility right so they do all their training and and like uh, a lot of the nxt shows come out here to like tampa and all around but their main training ground is in Orlando. And so they're doing the, sh- the WrestleMania out of their training right now, which sucks because that's where they did their Monday night show and it sucks. So yeah, man, um, they got to come with something stronger. 
I'm wondering if that's the reason they're they're doing these live events with empty stadiums because maybe they're the revenue they're generating because if you think about all the other sporting events you watch for free mm-hmm. wrestling I think you you pay that subscription right that might be the you know one of the reasons why they're doing that's just odd though I got to check that out I need to see if maybe YouTube's got a video of that wrestling on or maybe oh, yeah, not because yeah. yeah to see those empty stadiums because that's that's insane to me. Yeah, I posted a I posted like an actual like collage collage picture of it, and um, it was just weird. And then so you know they do the pay per views right, so they had one like I think it's like three weeks ago. Man, they showed it on Monday night, so all those people that paid that sixty seventy dollars a couple weeks ago, they could have just waited and watched it for free Monday night because they showed it, man, on, on live television. So yeah, that uh, that's a. Uh, Basically, money. Or yeah, you found out a couple weeks early, but everybody's gonna find out eventually what happened on it. So, it's a it's a bad look all around, man. I just hope they uh, they can figure it out. Oh, I read today that uh, Rob Gronkowski, Gronk, he's gonna yeah. be like hosting uh, WrestleMania. Really? Yeah, man. He signed like I think like a two year deal or something like that to be with the um, be with the company, and um, you know, gimmicky, hokey stuff. Yeah. But like they had Tyson Fury on there fighting and stuff, and now they have him and. You know, one thing WWE is good with is like pulling oddball talent onto their show to like interact with their people. Cause they even had Floyd Mayweather one time. He was on there. Uh, like I said, Tyson, Mike Tyson was on there with Stone Cold and uh, Shawn Michaels at one point as a referee. So, you know, they're, they're trying to generate those ratings. I don't know if Gronk is the guy to do it. They're going to have to bring back, I, in my opinion, they got to bring back some of those old faces to kind of get people through this time to keep them interested and, and, Kind of keep that I think so. Yeah, he's yeah. trying to get into acting too, isn't he? I think. For the Who's moment. that? Uh, Gronkowski. I don't know. I, I don't know what he does. Like he's he's not playing football anymore. No. He, everybody's waiting for him to come back. Last year, he held out. He didn't do it. Um, I think he was doing like like a party circuit thing. He had like a Super Bowl party thing like that. He's just cashing in on the on the hokey, you know, the hokiness yeah. of what his character. So no, you know, no, not hating, but you know, if yeah, he he's can been- make good money doing that. He's been injured so many times too. Oh, I'm yeah. sure that that took a toll on him. Oh, yeah. You got to call it quits at some point. All those surgeries and he, I think he made the right decision by by quitting when he did because now you look, Tom's gone. So so it's like, hey, who, who's going to throw you the who's going to throw you the rock now? So oh, poor Belichick, eh? Now, uh, Be- I mean, man, he can dab his tears with his money. He, he's yeah, yeah, exactly. he'd be so, retiring soon. I'm sure. Oh yeah, I called him a Vader and the Emperor, man, because. <laughs> <laughs> What are we doing with the kids, man? Like, let's talk about the school systems and and our kids. I mean, you got how many kids you got? What are they doing? Are they, you know, any sign of like correspondence or are they are they done for the year? What's going on? Luckily, luckily for me, so I got three kids, right? So I got an older son. He's fifteen. He's up in Maryland with his mother, and then I got two little ones uh, with my current wife. I got a seven-year-old and a four-year-old, and um, you know, hey, fingers crossed, knock on wood. The daycares are still open, so that's where they're at right now. Yeah. So um, my, my daughter's school, uh, and I think all schools in the state of Florida are closed until April 15th. So, uh, yeah, I, like I said, when I said I got some, some planning to do because it's only a matter of time, I imagine, until they close down that daycare. And then, you know, I'm going to be sitting here looking at them all day trying to entertain these kids. And, you know, I, what I've seen is a lot of cool programs are coming out with, like, uh, museums and stuff like that where they can do like like virtual tours and educational things like that so if it comes to that you know and probably start next week because spring spring break is over next week for my kids so 
probably start getting into some things like that, keeping her reading, keeping her, you know, her mind engaged. We got a pool in the back. So, you know, just exercising and, you know, still trying to have some sort of quality of life besides just setting aside, dumbing it down with the, with the television. Yeah. It makes, makes perfect sense. Cause I mean, probably a lot easier there with the weather. I know here it's like minus 15 degrees Celsius. I don't know what that Jesus. equates to in Fahrenheit, but it's like probably minus 50 or something. It's like, like double that. it, double it and add 30. That's, that's Fahrenheit. Yeah, so what's that, minus 60? Yeah, whatever. It's cold. <laughs> Too damn cold for me, man. It's cold. I took the dogs for a walk this morning. I went 15 minutes, and that was it. And they, and they were cold. That was like, and then it's it's been hit or miss. Like we have warmer days. Like, I like to get out and do, like, uh, stair runs. We have this um, really steep 200-stair uh, river valley climb that we do, and oh, I try nice. and do like 10 sets of that, whatever, just to kind mm -hmm. of stay active. And of course, I got the 100 push-up challenge, yep. which I'm trying to get as many people to do as possible and get it on video, you know, and, and the whole idea is to just kind of work up to it. Not a lot of people can do 100 push-ups in, in a row. It's pretty hard to do. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, but screaming. It's just like get out and try and get something mm -hmm. done and give yourself that daily goal and, and kind of break up the day a little bit. Right. um to kind of get through that so that's that's equally as important i think than anything and and uh daycares though it's funny because in uh, here in canada they were talking about daycares being like essential service so they yeah. were going to stay open right is something yeah. that they need a lot of people need that service right so hopefully they keep them open and you get a little keep a little bit of the sanity going right i mean you know they're they're not bad they're only like crazy like they get wacky when they're together you separate yeah. them you know, it's cool. I can handle yeah. them. But, oh, man, a four and a seven-year-old, man, I'm telling you, it's like they're best friends, but they're like worst enemies all in one. So, you know, it's uh, – it, I'm just – I don't even want to speak it into existence. Like the daycare is closing, so <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, knock on wood again, right? Exactly. Knock on wood, stone, marble, whatever I got to do, man, glass, just to keep things – because it also provides them a sense of normalcy, man, because they're, they're hanging out with their friends too. So I think that's important to still have that kind of that interaction with the kids, and you know, and luckily and hopefully not not infected and just don't know it, but they still get that that interaction and that social, you know, that social contact with these kids, you know, their friends. So nice, nice. So here's the thing: you and I, fellow podcasters, you know, normally I get into the fitness space. I think this is a nice breath of fresh air for me to kind of just have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with you about what's going on in the world and stuff. Talk about your podcast a little bit, how that came to be, what you're doing, what, what you got lined up. Um, yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, so, yeah, you know, like I said, I'm your boy Kells, a.k.a. Special K from the Culture Marauders podcast. Um, you know, I started this last September. Um, and it's something, you know, oddly enough, my, my wife bought me my mic the Christmas prior. So I've had this mic sitting there for almost two years. And um, never touched it, you know, always talked about it. I like to talk a lot of shit. And uh, being in the military, that's what I did. We talk shit and just have these conversations and just talk about anything and everything. And um, I love culture. I love traveling. You know, in the military, that was a, a lot of the things that I got out of my service was going to different countries, seeing how people live um, and just experiencing it and just immersing yourself in the different cultures of the world. And, um, you know, so one thing I, I wanted to touch on was culture and just having fun with life. And that's where the culture marauders came on. So, you know, we maraud on all cultures. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be black. It doesn't have to be uh, one in specific. I touch on everything. Um, like with you, you know, we could do another episode strictly on fitness and, you know, yeah. because there's always somebody, you're a, you're a subject matter expert on it. And 
you know, you could reach my listeners, you know, and, and, and give them some insight on something that they may not be aware of. Like, I'm going to take this and put it out as bonus content to encourage them to do your 100 push-up challenge. During yeah, this time. for sure, so, for sure. You know, it's just it's just something I enjoy doing. I don't make any money off it. I haven't monetized it yet. And that's not really the plan right now. It's just, uh, you know, get better at what we're doing and just uh, just have fun with it and just hear stories. Um, some of the stories, you know, I started off, my very first one was uh, a couple days after um, the past 9-11 um, uh, date back in September. And I had a buddy, my buddy Scott, he's, uh, he's English, and my homeboy Kyle in North Carolina, we were the original Culture Marauders, and we still are. It's just, you know, everybody has things going on, so it's kind of hard to get us all together in one, one mic. But, um, you know, we talked UK hip hop and 9-11. So my friend Scott used to work for Atlantic Records. Uh, back in the day so he had a lot of insight on UK hip-hop and and then we just talked about you know we we shit on Trump you know because that's always popular so everybody shit, loves to shit on Trump yeah we shit on Trump and then we talked about 9-11 and our different experiences you know where we were at you know 18 18 years ago um, you know him you know being in the UK he was 20 21 me the same I was in Las Vegas at the time when it happened and um and then my, my buddy Kyle, he was, I want to say he was at, a, he was in California, I want to say, but just all our different stories and different views on what life was like that day and from that point on. So we talked about that. Um, my second episode was about the sneaker culture, um, you know, just boutiques and how this industry had just generates so much money, right? With, you know, these exclusives and Jordans are dropping and then now Kobe's are, are, you know, Nike pulled Kobe's off the, off the website because people were getting them and probably just going to lowball cats or not lowball, but jack up the prices. Right. So they were going to yeah. get people on those. And we talked about sneakers. And then a uh, third one, there's a couple guys, a uh, guy that I work with and he does comics. So I went into the comic culture. So, you know, we're touching everything, man. And then I go into uh, some, some more weightier stuff. There was a lady um, I interviewed. Um, her brother was killed by the Miami PD. He was an artist. He actually received a, a, a award from president Obama, wow. for a, like a medal or award of excellence for his artwork. He was going to New York to study art and, but he still did graffiti and he was in Miami. It was an abandoned McDonald's, nothing even in the building. It was closed down completely. He was uh, spray painting on the building, just putting up some art. Police ran up on him, chased him down, tased him, stopped his heart and killed him. Oh, so yeah, man. So these are some of the stories that, that the culture marauders are gathering, man. Um, I, I interviewed the first Latina chef to be Bobby Flay up in New York on his show. She's based nice. down here. Her and her husband are based down here in Tampa. We did a live show with that. It's just fun, dude. It's, it's and, and meeting you and, and chopping up with you and talking crazy and, and about life and fitness and, and all the things. It's just that's what I get out of it. And if I could if I could do a job full time, it would be this. This is what I like to do, traveling around, talking to people and just getting those stories. So. Yeah, it, it's, it's remarkable to get, to get through. And I, I know I, I started mine in September, too, um, and just love talking, love meeting people, and networking, connecting. And the best part about this whole thing, too, is we got this massive life journey and, you know, meeting people like yourself and stuff. I know where I'm going next time I'm in Miami, right? Like okay. or Tampa Bay. I mean, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like I, I'm going to I'm going to hit everybody up where these cities where I'm at. And, you know, I'd love to get into this in a one-on-one space where you get kind of like you, you, you put the microphones in the room and you kind of yep. have, you shoot the shit and do that that way instead of over, over the zoom, yep. be a lot of fun, but yeah, I think it's, it's great. And I think, you know, um, you know, I don't monetize this either only for the simple reason that it, you know, you got to grind it out. You got to love doing it. You got to put out the, the episodes and, 
and really try and get the traffic and, and mm-hmm. support from, from your guests and the things that you're putting out. And I think it takes time. Um, and just really enjoy what you do. And I think for me, you know, that's, and I've got a pretty cool story as well, where, you know, I was, a you know, I was a, a construction manager for a long time. I was extremely overweight. I got, I had a horrible divorce, lost a, lots of ton of weight. And then I was like, fuck that life. Yeah. I want to help people. I just feel like I need to go out there and, and help people try and better their themselves and their their own health and because I know what it brings mm-hmm. you know, on the back end. I know that you, you feel better, you sleep better, you know, like I'm 42 years old and my sex life is better now than it was when I was, you know, in my yeah, that, that health kick, man, it's a, I'm telling you, it's a founder youth. Right. It totally is. And, and, and just wanting to like people to experience what I experience and feel like I feel on a daily basis. Like I don't, you know, we always joke about, daytime naps and stuff i'm like i don't nap i got energy from the moment i wake up to the moment i go to bed Mm -hmm. um and it's it's just yeah it's awesome and and this podcast space is really it's it's opened up a whole new world for me and uh and i just absolutely enjoy it and love it and and uh i wanted to talk a little bit and not go into detail about divorce because i i came from a divorce as well so, um, and that was one of the things I, I definitely want to touch on. Let's do it. Yeah. So for me, um, you know, when I, I came back from Germany, uh, I was stationed in Germany and I uh, came back and, you know, things, things fell apart and I was by myself, man. And it, that divorce, divorce can, at least in my opinion, can, can do one of two things. It can either defeat you or it can refocus you. Yeah. And um, I know for me, man, it made me take a hard look at the, the person I was, the things I was doing, what what contributed, what I did to contribute to it, um, to the divorce, and um, just kind of just take care of myself for a little bit, man. I, I've always been in pretty decent health, um, never failed a military PT test, I always got, you know, excellent. So if you got excellent, you got a day off. So I like days off, so I got excellent. So um but you always took care of myself. I always, always valued fitness. I was uh, actually certified as a trainer at one point. And, um, you know, and I focused in on taking care of myself and my son, who was, he was, man, like two years old at the time. So, you know, priorities shift, but it's, uh, it's definitely rough, man. There's some lonely, lonely times, but I think you need that. In, in I, I would say, I think you need that in doses, in small doses, just yeah. to kind of make you take that hard look at yourself in the mirror and be like, all right, how do I get through this? How do I get better? And you know, nothing will ever hurt more than that. Well, I'm sure there are things, but things personally to yourself, besides maybe like the loss of a family member, I, I can't think of anything else that would hurt more than that. So it is it, that adversity is so important. Um, you know, learning and growing as a human being, there's a, a really cool saying about like a lobster, um, you know, grows inside its shell. And the only way for it to continue to grow is it has to let go of that initial shell yeah re get a new one and if you're always in the same shell you can't grow and it's so important i know through my divorce I, you when you think back to like being in it you're like you know my my marital home was gone i was living in my sister's basement god bless her she she's been such an inspiration to me um and you you get stripped of all the, your your finance it's it's oh, yeah. the financial hit on it was was horrendous and you come to this point where you're like, I don't know where I'm going to go. And then when you get through it, then you look at times like now, like we're going through this COVID stuff and there's people panicking over money and things like that. And I get it. And I understand that. But I also know to myself, like, I'll get through this. 
mm-hmm. this isn't the end of the world. This isn't yeah. like, it doesn't define me. The, the money in my bank account isn't a definition of who I am as a person or, you know, like I really had to reconfigure my outlook on life and the, the way that I think and, you know, being healthy and having good relationships, like with my own son and my, in my new, my girlfriend uh, now, and, you know, just the people that I interact with. And I, and I discard the, the, the bullshit. And yes. that's something that yes. I think, you know, we all should be doing as we get older and we learn. And I think it's important we learn too and understand what that bullshit is and what those people are. And if they're satisfying a purpose that's going to help you grow as an individual, keep them in your life. If they're exactly. not, boom, gone, next. Shake them, man. Yeah, you got to shake them. Yeah. So, but a lot of people, you know, they get stuck. They get stuck in their ways and they, they stick to those same comfortable things because that's what it comes down to. It comes down to what's comfortable. And you keep those friends that feed you what you want to hear. And sometimes you got to look at that group of friends like, well, hell, we're all in the same group. Nobody's doing any better than the other one. So, you know, are, how tight are we really, you know? Or you get those situations where you do try to step out from the pack and do something different. And then you look down upon like, oh, you know, oh, he's, he thinks he's better than us. Those are the type of people you don't need, you know, in, in your life and spreading that ne- negativity and, uh, you know, trying to hold you back because everybody has potential. It's just a matter of getting out and finding that potential. Yeah. And also, you know, we've got social, social media can be a blessing and it can be a curse at the same time. You know, you know, you and I met uh, through the Instagram stuff and, and we promote positivity and we've got these great podcasts and we're trying to push this, this message out, but it's equally as, you know, we, people look on there, they see, I know in the fitness space, you got this guy who's jacked, he's, he's fucking ripped to hell, but yeah. you don't know that the guy's got a uh, eating disorder he beats his wife. He's oh, yeah. like, you only get to see this caption of time and you don't get to see the whole picture. And then people like envy that they want that. I'm like, you don't know that person, like mm-hmm. worry about you. And I think it's, this was something that really impacted me uh, from a celebrity point of view. When you have guys like Robin Williams and Anthony Bourdain who commit suicide <sighs> and you look at their lives as like, from a picture point of view, like look at Anthony Bourdain traveled the world, ate all these amazing Uh, foods, meeting great people, hanging out. And you're like, why? Yeah. Yeah. But you don't like, that's the thing. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes. You know, Rob William, one of the funniest people in the world, um, that does himself in too. And you're going, these people have money. Mm -hmm. They have access to whatever they want. They have, you know, for the most part, they're healthy. You know, I, I know there, there might've been some drug addiction, mental health issues and stuff. I know That's Robin the thing. Williams, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like look in, look at yourself in the mirror and worry about what, what you're going to do and the, and where you are in life because you're not that person and it, and, um, you, you are you and you have to take care of you and your situation. I think that's so important that we do that and, and don't worry about everybody else. I say that to clients all the time, especially those that want to lose weight, like, mm-hmm. You know, oh, I got to lose 20 pounds. Like, well, what is that going to do for you? Yeah, what, like, how are you going to feel? Like, what happens when I get you to lose 20 pounds? Then what? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I never thought of that. Well, think about it. Like, think yeah. about this is a process-driven journey. Life is all about the process. There is no end goal. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I could say, I know my goal for this year is to get 100 episodes in the podcast, right? What happens when I air 100? Yeah, okay. What's, okay. What's the next goal? Yeah. We're, I got to go to 101, right? Like, yeah enjoy the process goals are great i i think it's important that we have those but you gotta life is a process man because guess what we both get to uh, get to do at the end is die yeah 
yeah, we all wind up in the same place in the dirt. So yeah, it's like, what do you, what do you, what is it that you've done prior to that? So yeah, yeah, yeah. no, totally, great, yeah. great. And I think it's also important to to educate our kids on that as well. Yes, we, we talk to adults. Kids are the ones that are are so impressionable, man. And yeah, some adults too, but for the most part, kids are. And anything they see, like my daughter, her and her little buddy, they want to be YouTube stars and have their little shows and stuff. And I'm like, in one sense, it's like, I want to encourage that, nurture that. But in this, on the other side, my wife brought it to me, she, she's like, I would hate to have to like fuck somebody up for saying something messed up about our kid. Yeah. <laughs> you got yeah. a good point, you know? So it's, yeah, man, like I can take it all day, whatever. But, you know, I, I, I don't know how I would take it if I saw somebody say something smart about my kid, you know, just trying to have fun and, you know, goof off on 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 uh youtube so it's so hard for people to stay in their lane and what i mean by that is like do you and like you know express yourself the way you want to express yourself because you're gonna have people that don't agree with you all the time mm -hmm. and then you're gonna have people that love your stuff and and i think equally on both sides of it you kind of just have to focus on what it is that you're doing and and you know have the the eye on your prize at the end of the day because we're so easily swayed, you know, somebody's like, oh, that fucking dude, that Curtis guy, man, I didn't like what he had to say. And all of a sudden you're like, shit, what, what was it? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Really? At the end of the day, like, like I talk fitness, I talk health all the time. Sometimes I go off on a tangent about certain things. At the end of the day, this is all based on my experience and the things that I want out of life. I don't really give two shits, but when I, with the other people, I want to help people and inspire people. And, and do those things but at the same sense it's you know it's it, it's all about moving in a direction that that's going to suit me and and ultimately help other people and the, right, the negative right. shit whatever bring yeah, it somebody's always gonna have some negative shit to say man and you know when people are like oh you know i don't like you like, oh, good. get the back of the line there's a lot of people that don't so <laughs> fuck off <laughs> yeah exactly right <laughs> yeah so, and i love what you said about that the impressionable thing with the kids and i and i think you know for me especially you know making a career change later in life and going through what i went through uh it gives my son that ability to say you know what i don't have to figure shit out mm -hmm. you know I, I said this on the last last podcast too is you know it's so quick for them to come out of high school and then they got to go to college and they got to get a degree. They got to do this. Why? Yeah. Maybe that's what you want to do, but figure shit out first. Like if you're right. like, Hey, you know, I'm really interested in, in traveling. Well then figure it out. Go work at a, a shitty job, mm -hmm. you know, eat shit for a while, put some money in the bank and go travel. Like yeah. have the ability to do that because in my forties, I still haven't figured it out. And I probably won't ever figure it out. And I'm okay with that because it's pro I'm process driven. Yeah. I go in a direction I get so far and then I, I pivot and I want to go in another, you know what I mean? And that's, that's the beauty of life because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, all the shit you accumulate, you don't get to take with you when you're dead. You're damn right. Man, you know, percent, I don't want to live in regret. Yeah. I don't want to get to 80, 90 years old knowing maybe I got five years, maybe I got five months and going, I could have done better. You know what I mean? I just want to go in there and say, wow, what a ride that was. Oh, man. And, you know, and that's, that's the dream, man. And I talked to my wife about that where we talk about, you know, you know, heaven and the afterlife. And so I say, you know, and I'm not a very spiritual person. I've, I've seen and experienced things that kind of kind of have shaped my thought that way. But I, I like to think that if, if you do good in the world and, and you, you spread love and, and positivity and treat people right, that's how you live on. People won't forget the person that you were. That's how you live on. So, you know, that's just my take on it. Beauty, man. 
Well, this has been a wicked conversation. Any final thoughts before we wrap this sucker up? And Oh, man. Hey, stay safe. Wash your ass. Use hand sanitizer. <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to my homeboy, Nolan. He's stuck in South Korea, uh, South Korea right now. He just got there a couple weeks ago. Hey, I know it sucks, bro. We're going to get on this weekend. Beer Philosophy Podcast. Check him out when yeah. you're not checking out the Culture Marauders. Um, you know, if you want to hit us up, hit us up on Instagram at uh, the underscore culture underscore marauders. And on Twitter at uh, the Culture Mara One, and then also on um, Facebook at uh, at the Culture Marauders, um, or hit us up at Gmail. Anything you want to maraud on, you want to talk about, we're here. So we're just trying to uh, ride out this uh, Corona wave and uh, keep it rocking. I love it, man. And yeah, I'll put all the uh, Curtis information in the show notes so that you can just click the button at the bottom and go right into your stuff. And definitely. Uh, been a pleasure having you on the show, man. And you and I got to do this again because this oh, yeah. was this was awesome. Um, and yeah, let's keep keep it going. Keep positive. People stay out there. You're in your homes. You're stressing out. Go have some fun. Relax. Don't take life too seriously. And and take care of yourself. Right on. All right, man. Be safe. All right. Peace. peace. Yo, what'd you guys think of that one? That was killer. Uh, great episode with Curtis. I pr- fuck, man. You know, I love having that kind of stuff. This is kind of why I caught into the podcast space is just to talk. Some of you are like, holy shit, I've heard enough of you. Yeah, I know. 49 episodes, that's a lot of hours of talking. And uh, if I do my math right, that's like 4,900 hours of talking. Is that right? No, it's 49 hours of talking. See, I can't even get my math right. It's all messed up. I, my brain sometimes gets when I do these. Uh, please head down, share, subscribe, head over and check out the culture marauders and catch what they're doing. Everything culture related. Um, yeah, dude, dudettes head over down there, share it with your friends. I hope you guys are buckled in for this ride that we're taking. Obviously something that no one has ever faced uh, for the majority in our lifetime, uh, maybe those who are over a hundred may have uh, been around for the uh, the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918. But for the majority of the population, this is something brand new. This is something brand new to our economy. This is something that has a lot of implications that could be negative, but maybe a lot of positive that's going to come out of it. That's what I really want to focus on is the positivity that we can drive as a result of getting through this to understand that, you know, what do we have when we don't have our own health and our own fitness and our own bodies and and the things that we have control over right we don't have control over a lot of the financial implications of the things that this is going to affect you know a lot of people out there are, are out of work or maybe you're listening to this from home and you haven't been at work for a week or so and you're not sure when you're going to go back or when this thing's going to blow over or what that what your bank account's going to look like in a couple of weeks and to me i just this is a big eye-opener uh, a big eye opener on kind of what's important, you know, our family, our friends and loving one another and caring for each other and caring for our own health and fitness. And, and, um, you know, it's always, it's always good to just kind of, kind of set some of that stuff aside and just really focus on the positivity and the, and the moments in life that, that we can hold on to, that we have control over. So, you know, guys, again, thank you very much for tuning in and, 
and and loving this episode or or hating this episode, whichever it may be, but but being a part of it, uh, it's important to me, and uh, I do appreciate it. So, guys, that's forty nine in the bag. The next episode you will hear is episode number fifty. I'm gonna keep that one a secret. We'll check you guys later. <laughs>